the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohn of Compass Realty. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is music from the 1980s. Patty, that's when you were just a child. Of course. Okay. (laughs) And Nam, you have uh, an an interesting article you want to share with us. Yeah. So, gosh, real estate. uh, This week we're talking about, uh, well, every week that uh, Patty and I are together, I love to talk about real estate. So, this week uh, I want to talk about an article that was in Forbes.com, an article written by contributor Stephen Stephen McBride. Headline is very catchy. Uh, The biggest housing boom in history has just begun. And so this was as of October 14th. So the article was written just a few days ago. Gosh, I don't know. Most of the headlines seem to be yeah, that's know, cooling, down. cooling down. Yeah. So he uh, points to a lot of interesting facts. But, you know, one of the areas he, he, he looks at are uh, stocks of home builders. And hmm. he said that stocks of home builders are, you know, through the roof. Huge gains uh, in growth in home builders, and, and it's because of a number of factors which he highlights in the article, uh, one of them being the number of boomers, or excuse me, the number of millennials that have yet to enter the market. Hmm. And uh, one of the stats he uses is he said that the average, uh, I think it was the average first-time home buyer, um, bought their home at age 33. And oh, right now, okay. the average millennial is 34. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, oh, and they're underrepresented in terms of new home buyers. Mm-hmm. And and they were really scared when their parents got messed up with the recession right. when they were, you know, younger. Yeah. So right. now maybe they're going, "Hmm, maybe it's time to catch on." That's well, a good, and, interesting point. And and so maybe it's time to catch on at the top of the market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? Well, so and the other thing is housing stock. Um is is significantly below where it should be. Um, one of the things he points out was that a few years ago, or, or maybe back uh, a couple decades, then homes were being built at a rate of something like uh, fifteen thousand a year in certain markets, okay. and or one point five million, excuse me. And now it's some somewhere down around nine hundred thousand. So the number of new homes being built is slow, much at a much slower pace than it was. Um, a few decades ago, so low housing stock, or or not uh, you know not enough housing stock being built, 
the average millennial um, being 34 and not have have having entered the housing market yet leads to what he's saying is going to be a big boom. Um, the interesting thing, too, mm. though, mm. is I read an article earlier um, this month where it said, you know, millennials are less uh, inclined to buy homes and that they're more transitional. They move, yeah, they move around They move a lot, lot yeah. and also they're debt averse because of what their parents yeah. just went through. Exactly. So, you know, maybe that's the case, but maybe they're just going to wait longer um, yeah. before they buy their first house. So well, especially I, if they see rents going up too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. The economy's still strong, so he was pointing uh, to another factor that would lead to um to you know millennials being able to buy yeah is that they're making more presumably although really honestly prices have already started going down not dropping but just like a gentle glide you know like in in for example in marin year over year three percent down since last year and the and in fact i was just pulled up an article um where it was um august marked the 12th month out of the last 13 in which sales were lower than a year earlier and the same would-be buyers remained priced out of the market, stayed on the sidelines, hesitant to buy near a potential peak. So yeah. I'm finding mm-hmm. that you know, every single day being out in the market some things are just sitting, some things are going mm-hmm. people, um, people just waiting, waiting waiting, waiting, so, yeah. waiting and uh, you know, I mean, nobody has to buy a house millennials, like Nam was saying yeah. you know, they're, they're like stagnation inflation they really yeah. just kind of, they don't live over their means, like terrible we, we act like that's terrible right. you know no, they don't spend you right. know it's actually really good that's absolutely and good yeah. they they don't really they wait to buy houses and right. um well the, their whole thing is they they like experiences right less, yes uh, exactly less, less materialism yeah exactly so um simultaneously what's wrong, what's wrong with them <laughs> yeah. i know exactly right yeah. you know um and then 3.4 million new renters so for, uh, huh. for example about about 19% of U- U.S. households with six-figure incomes, and, and U.S., that's big, that's big mm-hmm. right, um, up from about are, are renting their homes, up from about 12% in 2016. This is a Wall Street Journal Is that nationwide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's different. It's really different. Mm-hmm. And, and also um, a Moody study showed that um, they believe a global recession is highly likely in the next 12 to 18 months so unless there is not an escalation with the tariff war with China. Okay, so, so, the, so, so, so they don't want to buy when they think that there's a recession because prices will drop, which makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Get it. yeah. All right. No, it's, it's who knows, but at least we don't have a glut of inventory yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really do think for the next five years or so, it's just you know, gentle waves, that's what we get. Right. And we're going to have a nice, normal market, which we're already in, a neutral market. Okay. And then we're going to have a, a sort of a buyer's market, but not terrible like last time. But, right. you know, we're at the top. Now, do, you, do you think the uh, the next few months, which is, you know, typically slower because of the winter, mm. uh, that'll be the norm right now? I mean, it would, it, there's nothing to, to spark any... Uh, uh, special activity, right? No, okay. I think it's just and seasonality, like it's just basic seasonality curves are happening gotcha. as always. You All know, right. yeah. Tell you what, we're going to cut to a commercial break and we're going to start asking our trivia questions. Music of the nineteen eighties. All mm. right. 
First trivia question. What was the name of the first lead singer of ACDC who died in 1980 oh. at the age of 33? Mm. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. I want to make a quick mention here for the Urban Tavern, which is located in downtown San Francisco near Union Square. Celebrate local food and beer scene with seasonal menus and uh more than a dozen Bay Area crafts on tap. And uh, show your professional local sports gear. Buy one, get one game day free. Drink free. That's not bad. Sounds like a two-for-one, huh? <laughs> so you got to show your uh, game ticket or wear your uh, local sports gear, i.e., you know, Warriors, Giants, etc. All right? Uh, that is our trivia question again is, uh, what was the name of the first lead singer of ACDC who died in 1980 at the age of 33 and, uh, stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. First trivia question, music in the 1980s. What was the name of the first lead singer of ACDC who died in 1980 at age 33? Patty? <laughs> I don't know. Bon, Do I look bon like Scott. Bon Scott. You've heard that yeah. name before? Huh. No? I know. No. Not really. <laughs> okay. Well, the next one, the next question I think is a little easier. And the last one, eh, maybe easy. Okay. Uh, Patty, th- there was something you were telling us during the break about renters. Yeah. Investors need to know this, and, and tenants will be happy. Um, Gavin Newton, now I can't, I'm not speaking about this as for sure, but pretty sure Gavin Newsom. It will be signing into law, effective January 1st, 2020, that you cannot give notice to a tenant without just cause. And, you know, it used to be that you could, you just need to give 30 days notice. Currently, you've got to give 60 days notice if they're there more than a year. But now you must give just, it must, there must be just cause. Now, just cause would be um, you are selling the property. Or you are moving back in, you particularly, exactly the landlord, or a family member, a close family Or they member. haven't paid the rent. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> that's just cause. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's just cause. Um, or, or, you know, and just cause would also be um, they're renting it, short-term rental, and that's not part of the oh, lease. Wait, how about just C-U-Z, just cause? Just cause. Just, just cause. <laughs> I, I, I want to kick you out just cause. Maybe we should reread that uh, bill and see if it is just C-U-Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cause I, just cause Tenet, I want to. Landlords love this bill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Just cause. It is San Francisco, after all. <laughs> so just <'cause>. so <laughs> let's say you're a landlord and you've had somebody in for 10 years and they're paying a rent that is now, you know, a uh, few thousand below market or really good question. You still can't raise it more than five. This is coming with the bill and it right. isn't enacted yet, but you still can't rent it more, raise it more than 5%. See, and I, I've always said that uh, always I've always said this in the last year um, then I get to go to my insurance company and I get to go to PG&E and say oh by the way you can't raise my rents and same thing with water right yeah I mean hey I can't raise my rent mm-hmm. to my tenant so you guys can't raise your bill to me right Good point yeah 
And the roofer? I'm yeah. sorry, Mr. Roofer, but last time we did a roof, it was this. You can't raise it more than yeah. 5% a year. And avocados? What happened to that? Yeah. yeah. It just went way up. <laughs> and, uh, and how about taxes? <laughs> yeah, oh, taxes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry ta- uh, Mr. Taxman. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to raise my taxes. Without just cause. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a shot, Edward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of Edward, I'll be known as number 436-892 in the penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Fighting for just cause. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, let's move on to a little bit of emails. How's that? Okay. Nom. Email yes. comes in. says, hello, Nom. <laughs> says, <laughs> hello there. Why does the distribution in your fund fluctuate? So I don't know if this is someone who's a, an investor or has maybe just kind of heard uh, that the interest rates fluctuate between, you know, seven and a half plus percent. So why, why does the distribution fluctuate every month? It's a two-word answer. Or it could even be one word. I'm not sure. Just cause. Just cause. Exactly. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Just cause. Um, so it, it fluctuates because of the rate of the loans that we are funding or adding to the fund that month in a given month, and also the rate of the loans that are paying off. So you know, at Pacific Private Money, we make you know private money loans to borrowers on residential, primarily residential real estate. And we charge them rates. Um, generally in the nines, but if it's a junior lien, it could be 10 plus percent. But the rates fluctuate for a number of different re- reasons. Some uh, based on duration of the loan that they're in, hmm. um, quality of the credit, or quality of the asset. So if it's a really low loan to value, then we may lower the rate. Okay. <clears throat> so every loan, you know, we, we uh, charge a rate on that, that's, you know, that the loan per metrics merit. So you know, it could be uh, 8.5, which is actually kind of low. But if it's a really, really clean, what well, we say, a clean deal, um, whereas something that is, you know, somebody has a really low FICO uh, score, but uh, they've got, uh, you know, there's an exit, um, and it's a loan that we will say, yes, we'll, we'll do the loan. Maybe that's 10%. Those all get mixed together across the entire portfolio. And so you end up with sort of a weighted average loan, um, loan to value. And also weighted average rate. Mm. And so yeah. every month that rate fluctuates just because of the mix uh, of loans in the fund changes every month. So it, not a lot, though. I mean, we've stayed within a pretty um, healthy range, at least. Uh, well, you can look at the returns, uh, which have been 75 to 8% since uh, 2013. Um, that means that the rate that we charge the borrowers fluctuated somewhere along those lines as well. Mm. So, so it's a mixed bag, but it's generally in a narrow range. Okay. And uh, since uh, Patty and I are both investors, um, mm-hmm. we noticed. Uh, did you notice how the month la- last month's uh, rate was? I don't even pay attention. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> I mean, I don't control it. So no, no. no but you like to see how much you're making. It was actually uh, on an annualized basis. Uh, what eight point something percent? Yeah, eight point seven. Eight point seven percent. Yeah. Uh, previous month it was seven point seven. So yeah, yeah. You know, why'd you ask that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're letting the cat out of the bag. No, yeah. you know, we've had some <laughs> solid returns, and um, you know, we've been doing uh, some things to to help boost the yield, um, which is you know, after we fund some of the loans, we sell them off to institutional investors who will buy at a significantly lower rate than um, what our individual trustee investors would Yeah, that also kind of lends itself to the aspect that the loans that you're funding are got to be pretty high quality 
if these big institutions are willing to buy them. Yeah, and we're ramping it up. And how does that benefit the fund investors? So if you're selling, if you're if you're funding a loan from a borrower at nine and a half percent, as an example, and you're able to sell it to institutions at seven, well, that two and a half point spread uh, is income that comes into the fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know we've sold the loan or most off. of it is most of most it of is it, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's that's added to the pool uh, of uh, along with the existing loans that we have and those payments and and that's all calculated together. Uh, but you know to make a long story short, it's it, that helps boost the yield because you're just adding that spread back into the total revenue that the fund. Generates. And there's really no risk from that standpoint because once you sell it to an outside person. It's their risk. All you're doing is collecting the uh, spread. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nice model. Institutions are, are hurting for yield themselves. So yeah. the alternative investment space is very attractive for them. We're very attractive for uh, institutional money because you know we have a great track record. And our, our team is very uh, effective at um, underwriting and vetting quality loans. I mean, we say, you know, we've said in the past, um, that uh, we, we say yes to one out of 10, meaning we say no to nine out of 10 loans. Mm. And later when we talk about a deal of the week, and I'll go into uh, a couple of examples of when we say no. Okay. So. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, how do people get a hold of you? So to get a hold of us, if you're interested in investing in the fund, call us at 415-883-2150 or go online to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right. And when we come back, uh, Patty, we're going to ask you a question about backup offers because mm. we know that that is uh, kind of interesting. Exactly. Right. exactly. Here's our second trivia question. Who had a 1981 hit, we're talking 1980s music, uh, with the song 9 to 5 oh. from the film of the same name? Mm-hmm. So I figured I have to throw Donald you a little Parton. bit. Of- oh. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, pa- <laughs> excellent, Patty. Who is her okay. co? Who is who is one of her co-stars? Didn't mean in to that do that. Show? Oh, yeah. There's a trivia question, right? Yeah. Okay, so this time nobody's going to win the tanning certificate. Patty let it out of the bag, but that's okay. Patty Don't touch that it. dial. But Maybe I want the tanning certificate. There you that go. thing, that place is great. It is great. Okay, we'll be right back. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. Uh, second trivia question, which was let out of the bag. That's okay. Uh, but we'll let you repeat it anyway. Okay. Who had a 1981 hit with the song 925? From the film of the same name. Was it Dolly Parton? It was! <laughs> oh, oh, excellent! Oh, my gosh! Good job. So the first responder will still get uh, the tanning? If we, yeah, so we, yeah, we're still going to allow We, that, we uh, deliberated um, during the break for a while, and we realized that we didn't want people picketing yeah. the <laughs> radio show. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. During first okay. life. <laughs> I have an event tonight. I don't want any eggs in my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Patty, uh, an email question comes in for you. It says, is there any downside to accepting a backup offer? Mm, that's a very good question, and I get that a lot. And it, and, and then the first is downside to who, buyer or the oh, seller. Um, almost 100% of the time, as a seller, you're going to want to take a backup offer. The only time it wouldn't is if it's a rising market and 
you know, oh. in, I've seen this. I've seen markets like this where, you know, 30 days later, you could have gotten 10,000 more and mm. you wish you weren't with that offer. But as long as you feel really, really comfortable with that high offer that you have in escrow, then for sure take a backup offer. And there's several reasons for it. One is once the bloom's off the rose, it's really hard to get them back. So meaning that like the deal falls apart, you're not going to get multiple offers again. I don't care how yeah. hot the market is. It's, uh, you're pretty much not going to not going to happen. Why is that? Um, you know, it's like jaded goods. It's yeah. psychological. It's bloom is off the rose. You but know, then, but then if you're the potential buyer, you, you may realize, oh, they're just going to use me as a white horse uh, or whatever, dark horse or whatever they call it. Exactly. For, uh, then, it, what is the term? Uh, dark horse. Right? I don't white know. horse. <laughs> well, oh, I know which. Yeah, but yeah, basically, they're going to use me yeah. for, for mm-hmm. to, to get the first offer to go ahead and close. Yeah. However, if you're a buyer. And I tell you, as a seller's agent, that there's several people that want to go into backup. Would you like to? You're probably going to do it. And the other thing that's Uh, great for sellers is that that first buyer, they're going to behave. They're not going to ask for money back. They're going to do their inspections. It's going to be just fine and easy. Because the seller will can't wait to kick them out of escrow. And that's provided, like, say you get multiple offers and, you know... Some, you have, it's listed for one nine. You get into escrow two million, but the backup offer is you know one nine. You can take them at one nine, or you can say you can go into backup as long as you're going to be in backup for two million. You know, there's all yeah. ways you can do it, but it's pretty good for a seller. Are you obligated though, as the uh, seller, to take to accept that backup? Absolutely. And here's okay. the other part about it: the the backup offer is not obligated. They can walk. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but that first offer that in primary position, they're going to really behave, and everybody's going to be smooth. Yeah, I guess as the agent, you have to present all offers, even if it's a backup offer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you're representing the buyer, um, can would it be if they can walk away, right? Can they um, make backup offers on multiple properties? It's not, not really. Yeah, not really. So it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, but how do they? How do people know? People don't it? know. I yeah. mean, just as just as you can't make a, a multiple offers offers on different properties at all, mm-hmm. unless you are prepared to buy them all, yeah, and most people right. aren't. Yeah. So you know, is it illegal? Not real? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, but it's who, funny no because on ten thirty one exchange, you're supposed to identify a few different properties. Yeah, but right. if you're in contract with them, uh, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a no-no. Yeah, it's a no-no. Uh, Patty, how to get you? You're a wealth of knowledge. Why? Thank you. Get a hold of you. Um, I am Patty Cohn, C O H N. I'm with Compass, uh, formerly Pacific Union, and I am at four one five seven two two forty eight forty two, and I'm in Marin County. Bestmarinagent.com. Very good, Nam. We're going to go to Deal of um, the, the Week. week. <laughs> so, <laughs> this Deal of the Week is uh, located, this property is located in the Tahoe region. So this week we have a, a deal in process right now where the borrower came to us because he started a construction project on a property up in, up in Tahoe, not realizing that um, once you start construction, you can't get bank financing. On that, uh, because of mechanics lien issues, yeah, yeah. right? So, not realizing that he thought he could start it because he wanted to get it going, uh, and use his own funds. But then, um, when he went to a bank, they said, "No, we can't lend you the money." He's got a, but and he's limited on his funds. Rather than uh, so now, number one, bank financing is no longer the option. Two, he's approaching wintertime, so mm. this project's got to get done. 
in Tahoe. Yes. In Tahoe. Oh boy. Yeah. And uh, three, he he could he has other access to other kind of capital, uh, some of it stock, but it's below a rate that doesn't make sense for. for he he doesn't want to sell his stock when right. it's lower than he thinks. So. so uh, came to us, and we're going to be doing a construction loan. It's almost uh, you know we've almost closed the loan here. But uh, that's an unusual one. It's yeah. not one that we typically see. So how do you guys get around the mechanic lien issues? How do we do it? Yeah. Um, we do funds control. We do uh, – that's not my specialization okay. in terms of uh, the kinds of liens for construction loans. But uh, Well, I'll bet, I'll bet what you do is you, you look at the project and you, and you see how much work is done. And if it doesn't look like there's too much work being done, you can – you don't necessarily bond around it. But you can have a, a, an educated estimate – as to what the potential mechanic liens issues would be. I mean, if the guy is just putting up, you know, studs, right. then how much more, could, uh, you know, could he have done? Yeah. Right. right, there's, right. Only, there's only, you can quantify for yeah. the most part. Yeah, and I don't know how far along he's gotten. But, plus, uh, plus, the other thing is, is I remember talking to one of the underwriters, um, you get uh, mechanic lien releases from the people, because when he says he's, right. the borrower says, well, I've paid these guys. Well, you just get something in writing from him saying, yeah, he has paid us. Yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. something that uh, would – our, our uh, loan agent who's doing this is a construction specialist. That's probably something that is high on his checklist. All right. And with that – oh, we're, oh, so um, did you have something? Because uh, mm-hmm. I just want to talk about the deals of the that we don't do. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about that uh, yeah. next segment. we got to cut to another commercial break here. All right. Who was the first country artist to sell over 10 million copies of an album? Dolly Parton. <laughs> no, no. Thank oh, no. goodness that's not the answer this time. Okay. Uh, call 888-912-1190. Other than Patty, be the first person to call with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Who was the first country artist to sell over 10 million copies of an album? And again, we're talking the 1980s. Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and Patty Cohn. Third trivia question. Who was the first country artist to sell over 10 million copies of an album in the 19... And it happened to be in the 1980s. Oh, is it Lyle... Something? Lyle Lovett? Yeah. No. Hmm. Garth Brooks. Oh, Oh, yeah. was he 80s? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Achy, breaky heart, right? Right. right. Okay. Right. Uh, Nam, you, when we cut to break, you were going to mention in the next segment, which is this one, about loans you don't do. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about um, the quality deal flow that we, um, that we fund. And, uh, you know, and Mark often says, you know, we say no nine out of ten times. And that's that's actually is pretty accurate um the interesting thing is our underwriters are so good they they'll see a loan get recirculated by <laughs> three or four different brokers yeah. so it'll come to us sometimes directly and we'll say no no are you kidding me this is not a loan we would do yeah. it disappears and then an, uh, a broker will bring a loan and it's been repackaged um, uh. typically what happens is the borrower gets denied by us and other private lenders and they say okay what do i need to tweak about my story to make it look prettier and then they'll re- submit it to another broker to a broker and then that broker will come to us and say hey i've got this sweet yeah. loan for you guys to do 
we'll look at it and Rick in our office will go like, wait a second, <laughs> we've seen this. Yeah. The, the story has changed. No. And so then it'll come to us from one of our loan agents through another broker. <laughs> and sometimes this can be months. So yeah. it's not like it's yeah. happening all in a week. Yeah. Uh, sometimes these borrowers years. are stuck in these situations. They're <laughs> years. Yeah. Like you know what's funny? <laughs> yeah. It, actually, that's funny. We we got one recently where Rick said, I saw this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they come back and they what they do is the borrower kind of gets the rejection, changes their story each time. But isn't the, isn't the property same address? <laughs> it's the same property. So <laughs> Maybe different, different pictures yeah. on the front and the back. Fundamentally, yeah. you know, the reason why we're going to deny it, it's very hard to hide. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. kind of the details, whether it's a rehab project, a fix and flip, or it's a borrower. You know, you hear um, in our underwriting team, equity stripping, yeah. which is when a borrower gets a loan, property appreciates, and they have more equity, they pull it out, take a loan against that equity, and they just uh, constantly use their their like property an like an ATM, yeah. <laughs> and um, that you can't hide from that. I mean, because mm-hmm. you run credit checks, yeah. Yeah. and so uh, I just want to point out that the deals of the week we talk about are deals that have actually made it to our funding desk. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes, you know, we've had to look at some really ugly ones sometimes multiple times uh, wow. when we say no to them. So. Well, People don't understand that, like private money lenders are pretty small, lean and mean teams. Yes. And yeah. they're paying attention. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people think, well, I'll just throw it back at them and see what they do now. Sure, like they, yeah. like there's some like person in the back going, <laughs> hey, I'm Herb in the corner here. Yeah. And, and like he's going to approve it, you know. Yeah, yeah but uh, the reality, though, is that you guys do at least the same kind of underwriting a bank does. But you, you may not pay attention to stupid things like, hey, where did that $150 deposit in this, you know, within this $10 million yeah. company come from? Yes. I mean, you know, that's kind of, kind of stuff. We, yeah, we say private money, not stupid money. And, yeah. and to your point, you know, our underwriters often are underwriting to bank standards because mm-hmm. they're trying to find the exit yeah. from yeah. our loan. And, and oftentimes they're saying, okay, I'm going to put my, you know, banker hat on yeah. or conventional lending hat on and say, okay, would a conventional lender do this loan or refinance mm-hmm. out of our loan. Yeah, and it could be because the person started uh, a new job, mm-hmm. and even if they're in the same industry, you know, right. two years later, if they're successfully staying mm-hmm. at their job, they'll be able to refinance no problem. Right. Interesting, yeah. So we take a common sense approach, but it's not, you know, helter-skelter, you know, just put our finger in the air and see which way the wind's blowing and well, say yes. Well, proof is in the pudding. How many losses have you guys had? Zero. Oh, that's too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've been fortunate. I'll knock on wood here. Um, no, I mean, every deal has to stand on its own merits, and, and we have more deal flow than capital. So we're not desperate to fund every loan that comes through. And even if we had, you know, unlimited capital, yeah. you know, you know, our first sort of vision or mission is is take care of our investors. Yeah, pres- preservation of principle. Yeah. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the most. Isn't that what Roy Rogers said? I want, I'm more interested in return of my principle, not you know, interest on it. That's right. Roy Rogers. Smart, smart guy. Um, what's the minimum to invest in the fund? Minimum is 50,000. So there's three requirements with, with the minimum, you know, 50,000 being one of them, you have to be accredited. That's the other requirement. So a million dollar net worth, um, exclusive of your primary residence, although you can qualify an income too. So if you don't qualify on the net, uh, on the, uh, total net worth, um, but you make 200000 a year as an individual, and you can show that on your tax returns for the last two years. That uh, meets the qualification. Or if it's a household or a couple, it's 300000 for the last okay. three, uh, two years. And 
unlike some of investments, um, there is some tax advantage. Yeah, so there's uh, what's called the QBID, which is Qualified Business Income Deduction. And uh, actually, we, we have a fund event. We have two more events coming up in uh, the next ones in Fremont on, uh, what is it, the 23rd. Wednesday, Wednesday, the 20, yeah. uh, Wednesday the 23rd, so this coming Wednesday. And then the last one of the month is Wednesday the 30th, and that's in Walnut Creek. So it's not too late to RSVP for those two. And you'll learn about Qubit. And actually, we have uh, Steve Moskowitz, who's a tax attorney, I would say, uh, dare say, expert uh, on uh, uh, taxation and uh, real estate, too. So there's two more events. It's not too late to sign up. And you can do that by calling into the office at 415-883-2150. Actually, the Fremont one's um, starting to fill up. So you better RSVP soon. Uh, And then if you don't make that one, come to Walnut Creek. Check that one out. All right. Uh, we've got uh, two minutes before we have to cut to a break. You know, I was thinking about something, and it's just for the people out there wanting to get a mortgage, especially millennials, if, and they're, if their credit is messed up. Um, this is just a little tip on uh, credit reports. So a big factor is obviously lates, don't be late, but also credit utilization. Okay. So let's say you've got, I'll keep it really simple, let's say you've got a $2,000 line of credit and you use $1,000. That's 50 th- 50% utilization. But then you're then if you can get your credit bumped up to 4,000 and you use 1,000, it's 25% utilization. Okay. So, I'm just letting people know out there because I know people that have gotten messed up, you know, and their credit is dropped down to like 650 and they were at, you know, 740. Um, try to get as much credit as possible and don't use as much because that'll get your score way up. So keep it under 30% Under 30%, right? yeah. So you can do that by saying, hey, give me a credit increase, increase. limit increase. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. Yeah, sometimes it, these credit card companies will just say, congratulations, we're just increasing your limit. <laughs> exactly. So you just have to be uh, disciplined not to, uh, to to go over. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I guess the uh, theory is that if you're, you know, at 80% utilization, you know, the, the credit companies are kind of looking and going, yeah, this person is like always maxed out. Yeah. Just think about lending this way. If you need a loan, you probably won't get one. If you don't need it, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, everyone will knock on your door after you've paid off all your bills, right? Yeah. To that's when you say, that's why I'm coming to you for a loan. It's because I need it. Exactly. Go, and that's why we're not giving it to you. <laughs> exactly. And that's when you go, oh, Mr. Potter, come on. You know, <laughs> exactly. I'm George Biden. I've been in this town 45 years. <laughs> Is that what you said? Something like that. Oh, something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, ba- Bailey Banks and Biddle. No, yeah, it's almost the season George for Bailey. watching. I know. That I was going to say, exciting. yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie. Man, Halloween's just around the corner and Thanksgiving is <laughs> uh, like not too far behind. Actually, well, I'm already I, starting to see listings coming off, and the reason is taking it off for the holidays. I oh, saw yeah. that twice today. Wow. Hey, by the way, you know, uh, uh, in It's a Wonderful Life, you know Burton Ernie. That's where Sesame Street got Burton Ernie from. Really? It, it is. All right, stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. No trivia question, because uh, Patty ruined them all for us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to ask him about the yeah, taking you're talking about market? You were talking about the holidays. Yeah. About every week now, between now and the end of the year, 
it's going to be so much fun because it's going to be something new. But we we're talking about uh, you had mentioned that people are already taking their, some of their listings off the market yeah. because they don't want to deal with it during the holiday season. So, you know, it, so it, the people who keep it on, um, are they, you know, what's the thought process as a listing agent? Obviously, if, if I'm a listing agent, I would want my clients to keep it on. Yeah. Just, you know, in hopes that a buyer comes through. But, yeah. Um, for those who do keep it on, I mean, what's the what's their rationale or well, what's the strategy? Well, think about this. There, if, there are fewer homes on, there are fewer buyers, but they're all same, there are fewer homes on the market. Yeah. I have looked at seasonality curves since the last 30 years, right. and it pretty much follows. The number of buyers are pretty much in the same ratio as the number of sellers all year long. Interesting. So there's fewer sellers, there's also fewer well, there's, buyers. There's right. Sometimes there's people who, quote, have to buy for right. whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I also believe I tell people if you have an untraditional house, put it on at an untraditional time, hmm. which is the holidays, because that's when untraditional buyers are looking. Well, the other thing is if, if I'm looking for a house and I'm really, you know, trying to be savvy, I might think, you know what? That's when I'm going to get the best deals. Yeah. Is, is, is when people are trying to sell their house during Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's what everyone thinks. So there's yeah. more buyers out. But also, this, the buyers that are out there are pretty darn motivated. Right. I was going to say. Yeah. And then, yeah. So you have less people tramping through your house. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a quick story. Yeah, sure, it's please. unrelated, but it is absolutely the truth. A friend of mine in the Midwest had um, some another agent hold her house open, uh, the open house, and that agent came in and said, oh, my God, the house was like bombed out. And this is what we do. We care. We just She raced through the house and threw things under bed. She made bed. She put things like in the the um, dishwasher. She, you know, she just made, she's like, people are coming for this open house. Oh my God, what right. am I doing? She worked up a sweat. She just sat there and it's like, I can't believe what a waste this is. Nobody shows up. The And then this, the, the seller calls the listing agent. What's, what's happening? The place is, you know, looks great, but looks like nobody was here. And they call the agent and they finally figured it out. She went to the house next door. She cleaned the house she next door. She cleaned the house next door. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Did, wow. did she get paid for it? No. Oh, well, there, there was the sad part of the story. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you how much agents really honestly do care. It wasn't yeah. even her listing. She cleaned up the whole house. Can you imagine the, next, the neighbor coming home going like, who cleaned my yeah. house? Yeah. I'd be ashamed. Good, good I'd be, see, yeah, I, I know. Say, yeah, good thing she didn't get shot. Yeah. yeah. I, if I were that neighbor, I'd say, that's my listing agent. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Whenever yeah, I go to sell. Right. And I'd say, hmm, you missed a spot. I know, exactly. <laughs> and it also just goes to show you how many people don't lock their doors. That yeah, is the truth. Yeah. People but, don't lock their well, doors. That was the way it was for us when I was younger. We never yeah. locked the uh, never locked the car. No. I heard some people in, in the Midwest, they leave their keys in the car so that they don't lose them. Yeah, right. Now, that might be a little <laughs> bit, bit too much. trusting. But, yeah. uh, I don't lock my car and I lock my doors. I mean, I really should, actually. Yeah. Where do you live? No, not I'm telling kidding. you. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, it's Jeez. right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's a funny story. That's true. Yeah. Does she bake cookies for them too? Because yeah. that's what you do. I right? like. Yeah. I like that. When, yeah. You know, you go into an open house and you, oh, yeah, smell of cookies. That, that's and here's a, a really good tip: just a pot of water, boil it, take an orange, squeeze it in, put it in the water, cinnamon, and you've got a apple pie throughout the house. Oh, it smells the like smell. apple pie. Yeah. Might as well just bake a real apple pie. No, no. no I mess with it. Yeah, might as well yeah. just put some cinnamon in, in an orange and water. Cinnamon in, <laughs> in, in. Cinnamon. I can't say cinnamon. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much uh, thank you. for another good show. And we're going to cut to our thoughts for the day. 
Always remember <laughs> that you're going to like this one. Always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. Oh. Ain't, that, ain't that sweet? Ain't that, that sweet, huh? So nice. and then, you like that. And uh, I finally realized that people are prisoners of their phone. That's why they call it a cell phone. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> and then jailbreaking it. Have you heard that term? Where your phone is like locked and oh. you have to have to break it through it, like you know, if somebody like has throw it a on the ground, password. break it. Okay, no. <laughs> tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. Yes. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.